Are you laughing now? Alright, welcome to episode 15 of Embrace the Suck, the only official licensed, sanctioned, technology-impaired podcast of APG, bringing you two cents worth of free advice on the heavy-hitting perspective. I'm your host, Bill Hart, coming to you almost live, this time with other APG founders. Mark Walker and Rob Stella. Freaking phenomenal. It usually takes an act of nature for, for us to be in the same room at the same time. So before we press on, uh, I'll get a quick beard update. I didn't, uh, it was what, it's been like since March, and I'm glad you guys didn't get a chance to see me when I look like a complete toolbox with my face all shaved up. But uh, it's been two months and change, and now I, I didn't even do any research. I don't know what I look like. Um, you look like an apprentice chimney sweeper working his way towards journeyman. I was thinking more like a tugboat captain from Mark Twain novel. <laughs> apprentice chimney sweep. I'm going to run with that. <laughs> Hi, Governor. Quick sweep. <laughs> Sorry about the rugs. <laughs> All right. All right. For topic this week, Mark, you had a you had something you showed up with. What do you What do you got? Uh, I kind of was thinking on this cancel culture thing and how oh, yeah. dangerous it is for you know our clients to adopt that that uh, that kind of mentality. I think uh, I think we're in a day and age where if we don't like something, we just uh, agree that we're just going to pretend it didn't happen. And there's a lot of dangerous things uh, that happen there. And we're going to try to share with the audience today, you know, historically on a on a large scale, medium scale, and personal level uh, on why that's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it has gotten to the point where you know if somebody doesn't like something, then if you you break enough things, then it just gets erased from history, and that's it's a dangerous precedent to set. And it also causes repeat later on as people forget and they don't learn the lessons from the past. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I mean, I think there's a difference between, yeah, I'm just going to be tolerant and let somebody do their thing and kind of leave them alone and then going out and saying, hey, you're not being tolerant. You're not doing what I think you should do, so I'm going to erase you, whether that's erase your uh, erase words you've said or see something that you said or wrote earlier and then just erase your your existence really in the public eye you know common saying is uh information is power but unfortunately sometimes that information isn't always good information but it still is necessary information and information we need to uh understand and learn from and with this with this uh this new style of culture we're kind of getting rid of that and not allowing us or our future generations to learn from past mistakes and how to actually keep themselves on the right path. For sure. And I think the biggest thing is we're not telling you to take a side. We're not taking a side. We're just showing you the benefit of understanding history. And we'll give some examples today. Yeah, I think um, I think it's interesting you brought up culture, that this is what our culture is becoming because I mean, usually, I mean, if you look historically or you look anywhere, usually a culture is defined by what a thing is, right? Like, you know, you look at, you know, I, I don't know, any culture, uh, whether it's a small a team guy culture or it's a national type culture, you know, like China, China, uh, you know, there are things that you would recognize it as. But in this case, it's, it's uh, defined by what something is not, you know, what's, what's your culture about? Well, it's not about this. It's anti this and this and this. Well, that's not really a culture. That's just, you're just kind of a, I don't know, what do you call it? Like a gatekeeper or a sensor machine. But yeah, this thing about um, 
defining yourself by by what you don't like or what you don't want. It reminds me of this dude that we called uh, the Loving Man, Johnny. <laughs> I won't say his whole name. Uh, the Loving Man, though, and those who know him know him well. But um, I don't know if you remember him. You remember oh, I remember. Him? Yeah. I remember him well. The Loving Man. Of course you do. And uh, we were in when we were in Kuwait, and this was like this was back before. Well, even then, overseas you had internet, but when we were deployed. You know, they would still. They would still restrict, you know, what you could look at. And um, one of the tech dudes set up internet where we were living in Kuwait. And uh, this dude, the loving man, he was going on like Yahoo personals. And he would look at all these women, you know, and they're like, they're not in Kuwait, dude. What are you, what are you doing even? But he was looking at all these women. And it was something I noticed that like, you know, there, there's a lot of women, a lot of single moms, a lot of, you know, and I noticed that all of their profiles were like, well, what are you looking for in a man? Well, you can't be this and you can't be this and you can't be that. Like, okay, but yeah, but what do you actually got to be? Well, you can't be this over here. Like, okay, well, and it's almost like that's what we're looking at now. They're like, well, what is, what are you really about? Well, I'm anti this and I'm anti that and I'm firmly against this, this and this. Okay, so is that is that what passes for culture now? Exactly. I mean, I, I hear all the time just when I talk to young kids, I'm like, you know, what's your plans after high school? And it's, well, you know, I, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, that's not what I asked. You know, I talked to my nephew, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? Um, and he's graduating college this year. And he's like, well, I know what I don't want to do. I don't want to wait tables anymore. And that's kind of the, uh, the nature of the beast these days. Well, it makes life confusing and it doesn't give any kind of framework for anybody in the future there's no way you can set a goal off of something you don't want to do. Exactly. And that is the number one thing to any kind of success is one of the first steps, and everybody knows this, is is you make a goal. How do you set a goal off something that doesn't exist? Yeah, you got that. You, you got a story about this that kind of relates to this, you know, the importance of uh, of passing on information, of, of, of learning from what you've seen, you know, previously. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the military, I think we're really good about trying to learn lessons. It's called lessons learned. Every time we do something, we try to pass that information on, and we have something called after-action reports. Now, when uh, we landed in Afghanistan uh, about 10 years ago, on our very first op, our officer in charge stepped on an ID and lost both of his legs. Uh, luckily, he survived the incident, but he lost both of his legs, and, and it was... Uh, it was a bad day, to say the least. And, and the truth of the matter is, is there was information out there that in Afghanistan, there are IDEDs everywhere. That wasn't uh, new information for anyone. However, there was actually information available somewhere in this mystery of information we have out there that said in this exact location, somebody stepped in an ID in a similar spot just a month earlier. So having the information is one thing. Knowing how to access it is even more important and knowing how to utilize it. And the lack of information that we're about to give people by canceling stuff out is going to be a proverbial IED for whoever is going to be stepping in that space next. Yeah, that's about the size of it. I mean, I guess taken to the extreme, you know, well, I mean, I've seen a little bit about this. People say, well, this is just sort of the natural the natural course for an empire, and, and make no mistake, America has been an empire. I mean, we've we influenced the entire known world, whether that's through physical presence or through 
uh, economic means, you know, petrodollar and such. And we don't need to, you know, get in the weeds on that. But uh, there's a uh, there's a good book, and if if anybody's got, it's not even a book; it's a paper, really, by a guy named John Glubb, and it was written in the 70s. But it's called Fate of Empires, and it outlines basically the uh, outlines the historical timeline of basically every major empire that uh, that we've seen, uh, ranging from uh, Assyria, Persia, Greece, Rome, the Arab Empire. The I'm looking at the Mameluke Empire. I didn't even know that was a thing. I think if I get a dog, maybe I'll name it Mameluke. I don't know. I'll have to read about it and find out if that's going to offend anyone. I don't know. I'm not going to put a dog through that, so I'm definitely going to buy you a dog. Do you understand the trauma you're inflicting on that dog when the dog goes to get a job? (laughs) But, but, you know, so this goes all the way through, you know, the Ottoman Empire, Spanish Empire, Romanov Russia, Britain. And interestingly, this paper, Fate of Empires... uh, it doesn't include a discussion on the Soviet Union because obviously the Soviet Union was still, you know, hot and heavy and underway in the 70s. So uh, well, if we look at the Soviet Union, we see that this kicked off in 1917 and wrapped up in, I think it was 1989. I was in high school and uh, that all went pear-shaped. But uh, we, if we look at Soviet history, this cancel culture idea, that was, it was a very prominent feature. Uh, with people just, I mean, what they call unperson, the term unperson, that was where that came from, where people were literally removed from from photos. They, they had Photoshop in Soviet Russia. I didn't know. But um, removed, from, uh, removed from photos, removed from historical documents, uh, and just sent away to the gulag. Are you saying that Facebook didn't invent the unfriend? <laughs> Incredibly no, yeah. I unfriend you. It's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. <laughs> You know, I'd have to say the worst experience I've actually seen with this uh, during my military career is what happened to uh, my brother, uh, Brad Kavner. I, I did two deployments with Brad, and, and he was at a, uh, a jump master school where you got to jump out of the plane, and your reserve chute is actually on your waist, and doing a side exit, and he gets up uh, right by the doorway, and his reserve chute opens up, pulled him out of the plane, and, and snapped his neck on the way out, Oof. and he died instantly. And, uh, you know, that, that was devastating to us all. But nothing was more devastating than to find out that that had occurred in the Army. And because nobody died, they did not run the after action up, and the information was not available to us. It was as if it did not occur. And because of that... Brad Kavner is no longer with us today. And, and Brad is known for a quote. His quote was, To those before us, to those among us, to those that we will see on the other side, Lord, let me not prove unworthy of my brothers. And, and in Brad's words, I think that is the message we all need to take from this, is let me not be unworthy to my brothers. Let me pass this information along. Let me spread the information so that others have a path and others don't get hurt from this. Yeah, better is better. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know until right this second when you said it that that's, that that's how Brad died. I didn't know that. I yeah. knew that he, I knew that there was a, a jump mishap, but I didn't know that that's how it happened. Yeah, there's actually video of the incident happening in uh, in an army bird where the jump master they look out over the uh, the ramp and they stick their head out and they're looking down looking for the drop zone. 
and there's a bar that comes down and he just pulled his head out from between the ramp and that bar and his chute opened up. If it had opened up a second before, it would have been like in those chicken slaughterhouses where it just ripped his head right off because it would have gotten pinched right between there. It's disgusting. And you would think somebody would say, whoa, that right there is pretty dangerous. Let's take a look at these reserve chutes. Why are they malfunctioning like this? Let's get the word out to the entire US military so that other service members don't have an incident similar to this and let's save some lives. But that didn't occur. And why? I don't know. I'm not going to get into the politics of that, but Well, I mean, and obviously we have to put the disclaimer that so far as we're aware, you know, so far as we've heard it hasn't gotten put out because I'm sure there's somebody that will well actually, you know, and they'll show up with their briefcase and their their officially licensed document and, and tell you that you have to stop saying what you're saying. But as far as we know, sitting here, no lessons learned ever came out of that. And that was I mean I mean this this was before before we left the scene, you know, that this happened. Yeah. yeah. So So in Brad's case, that did spark an investigation, but that's an investigation that should have occurred uh, before it happened to Brad. And that's just what lessons learned after actions are all about. That's what information is all about. And canceling it out didn't help the Army, didn't help the Navy, didn't help any service member that jumped after that incident. No, man. And I mean, and, and you look, you know, we're talking history and, and you look at, you know, the Great Chicago Fire, which everybody knows about, but there was also a fire that happened at the same time in uh, in Michigan. And, and I mean, it changed the way that they built cities, you know, in fire prevention or, you know, the big earthquake, the big one in San Francisco. And now, you know, uh, the reason that California freeways are constantly being uh, under construction is because they're retrofitting everything for for earthquakes, so it doesn't prevent. So we do this in other in, in other areas, but we don't do it uh, in a lessons learned type way with uh, with things because it, it's we find it you know, and I'm making my air quotes here, offensive. And uh, and I think that's the lens that uh, this this cancel culture is out there with um, is that you know it's it's about they take on this you have to choose a side and you don't it's it's about information and then trying to make yourself better which is you know what this podcast what our company is is based on is trying to make people better yeah i think when whenever anybody tells you you have to do x y or z that's a, that's a good time to start taking a good look at what exactly are you pitching me here so in terms i guess of what what does somebody take away from this i mean i mean like we're saying you know uh, a true culture is not defined by what it's not, but how does a hitter approach this kind of situation? Because that's what we're all about, right? Like mm -hmm. building better, stronger people and organizations. How does a hitter approach this? I mean, for my money, it's to say, well, look, you know, you, you might not especially like me. I might not especially like you. I'm not going to let you slow me up. I'm not going to spend a minute of my day feeling bad for myself because of X, Y, and Z or, or saying what you, what you got to do different. I'm going to get on with it. Like the worn-out meme says, lions don't concern themselves with the opinions of lambs. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. And we get into leadership a lot. And while I've learned lessons from leaders that have done bad stuff, I learned so many more lessons from the mentors and the good leaders I've been around. But the bottom line is, is I've learned from both. So we yeah. don't discredit the bad leaders that have influenced us. We take something away from everything. Absolutely. For sure. And I mean, let's be realistic. You learn more from from the things that you failed. I mean, whether it was in the teams or just growing up in real life, you know, not to do that. I mean, think back to the, the guy that first touched the stove, you know, you, you grow up. And it's, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go extreme because, 
it's uh, this is an extreme topic, and and it's like, oh, hey, don't do that. Word gets out. Hey, you know, stove when, touching <laughs> is Mark's extreme sport, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. I wonder when that first came up. Who's the actual first kid to touch a stove? Uh-huh. Like, at what point does a stove become a stove? Because. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe like in, in caveman days, it was like, don't touch the rocks around the campfire. Come on, man. Don't do it. Oh, like, when do you got to learn? What's it going to take? Yeah. Right? This just got deep. Yeah. just got deep. That's what you get with APG, ladies and gentlemen. Deep conversation the on deepest. stoves and cavemen. I mean, at what point does, you know, an open fire become a proper stove? They should have like a little, a little monument or maybe like a little stone statue or bronze statue of, of a kid with a bandage on his hand or her hand or so be with us next week when we <laughs> dissect the stove deep dive on stove history but seriously i mean bringing it back around i mean how how does how does this apply how does this apply to the the end user and and i think that's what we're getting at is the end user whether we're talking about you know Brad and the information was out there did not get to him or to your OIC we're not going to mention his name but you know getting uh, getting that information back to those guys or even just getting it out to your people or your coworkers or your teammates uh you know, as not to offend. It's I, I think, you know, as human beings, the biggest thing is let us come to our own conclusions. But sharing and sharing the failures, it, it's going to prevent something down the road. And if we take this canceling culture mentality of, oh, I find that offensive, uh, we don't form our own opinions. And, and it's not a one-size-fits-all one situation, I think, is what people are trying to make it. And that's where you know, when we were talking about this topic, that was the thing that bothered me the most. It's like, th- this is how you should feel about this particular topic. And, and, uh, uh, and it's any topic. It's not one topic. It's any and every topic that seems to be out there today. Right. Yeah. The facts are bad things are going to happen, but it shouldn't happen because the information wasn't available. Well, and it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't be repeated. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's about all I got for today. You guys good? You want to get out of here? Yeah. Good. All right, man. Well... Thanks for listening. If you've got questions, thoughts, comments, or concerns, or if you've got an idea for a topic, you can send that to us at info at apg.team. And if you'd like to see what we've got going at APG, you can check out our website at www.apg.team. And if you like what we're putting out, do feel free to subscribe to this channel so you can get our latest in a timely fashion. And share these ideas with your friends, because as we always say, the world needs hitters. So, as the sun sets slowly in the east, we'll leave you with the words of Spanish philosopher and essayist George Santayana, who reminds us that those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it.